love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I am your host, Tom. Join alongside fellow zealots, Paul and Joe. How are you guys doing for this episode? Howdy. Great. Fantastic. This episode, we are doing flash reviews. That's right. Just mini reviews that maybe one of us have seen uh, the movie, and we want to get it out there just because we're not going to have time to dedicate a whole episode to it. So we want to at least get get it out there. That way you guys can make decisions on whether or not you want to <laughs> see it based on what we have to say, though. I don't know how many people are waiting uh, with bated breath to hear our review before they go see a movie, but uh, I can <laughs> I can dream at least. But of course, before we do that, we have the Alexa quote of the show. The Alexa quote of the show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. All right. Now for this one, be prepared for the time has now arrived. Hopefully you'll be able to get this one or at least a point. Here we go. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. That's right. She does. This is in the opening of our uh, podcast, the music, the intro, if you will. I hope you guys will at least get... I love the smell of napalm in the morning. A few points. So by all means, right away and let me know when you are ready. While you guys are doing that, let me just say to the audience, you know, uh, if you want to help out the show on iTunes, uh, give us a rating, give us a review, give us five stars, uh, or Google Play or Stitcher, uh, you know, or go to our website, which you can be found in our show notes. And uh, if you're going to order something on Amazon, click through the link and order it through our link, and we get a little bit of money back to help support the show. Doesn't cost you anything extra, and it still helps the show out. That would be greatly appreciated, but. Until you do that, listen to this. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. All right, boys. How are we doing? All right, Paul's got ready. thumbs up. Joe, you ready? I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Ish. 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 I, 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 I know the name of one of the actors. I can't remember, so we're going to move on without that because I can never remember the name of anyone over my age. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Paul, how about you start this week's or this episode's uh, <laughs> I don't really know what it is. I took a guess. Um, All right, name the movie, please. Uh, Apocalypse Now. Okay. Uh, nineteen eighty. Martin Sheen. That's all I had. Uh, he's number one. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joe. What say you, my friend? Right. Apocalypse Now. Yep. Went nineteen seventy-seven. Martin Sheen. And I can't remember. Oh, you guys, Colonel gonna... Kurtz. I can't remember who plays him. It's you killing guys me. are gonna kill yourself. But uh, just as a side note, there is a uh, cameo, or a actually not even a cameo appearance because the movie's so old. Is a bit part by Harrison Ford early in the movie, and it's not cut out, just like in ET. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, he's actually in it. It's ah. just he was nobody at the time, so no one cared. Wow. Okay. Well, you guys each got one point. Um, you got the name of the movie, <laughs> Apocalypse Now. The year was actually 1979, 
Uh, Marlon Brando is first build. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Robert Duvall <laughs> is second, and Martin Sheen is third build. Third. Yeah. So uh, you guys got one point each. So you're slowly uh, padding your scores. Uh, just in case Candy ever comes back on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She comes in to get 10 points. <laughs> another 10-pointer and pass you guys up. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that was the Alexa quote of the show. Good job, I guess. Okay, so let's move right on to our Flash reviews. Uh, Joe, you have one. I have three. Paul, do you have any reviews uh, of Flash? Sure, I'll come up with one. I have one. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go first, and we'll go around the table. Let me start off with the newest... Uh, film I saw, Winchester. Yes, uh, it's uh, February 2nd, 2018. It came out uh, in const in her sprawling California mansion. Eccentric firearm heiress Sarah Winchester believes she is haunted by the souls of people killed by the Winchester repeating fire or rifle. Winchester repeating rifle. Okay, that must be the name of the gun. Uh, this movie is rated PG-13 and it's getting a 5.3 out of 10 IMDb. So this movie, I didn't have great expectations going into it. Uh, I took the whole family. We all saw it. And I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was uh, done actually pretty good. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't expect much out of it. And uh, I'm a sucker for horror films. If it has a decent plot and it throws in a little something-something to uh, uh, keep me guessing, I'm in. I'm very excited about it. Now, this is, uh, you know, I don't know how what, what of this story is actually true. I'm sh- I'm sure very little of it, other than the house being a, a really weird, weird house, and that she believed that as long as the house kept being built, she wouldn't she wouldn't die or some stupid crap that some psychic told her. Uh, and I guess it is supposedly haunted, um, but uh, I, I guess uh, other than that, <laughs> none of, none of the stories are actually true. But there's some interesting twists, like the one guy, the guy that comes in, uh, his wife was killed by the rifle. So he ends up uh, meeting her in the house, like she's one of the ghosts, which is a twist I didn't see coming. And he can actually see ghosts because he's affected by, because he his life was affected by that, because he was shot by one of the rifles and he died, but he came back to life. So he so he was legally dead for a minute. So when he went in, like one of the people uh, that he sees throughout the movie turns out to be the bad poltergeist that's been haunting the whole time. But he can just he can see this person, not realizing it's a ghost and not a real person. So I thought that was really interesting. Was it Bruce Willis? <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was a very. I thought that was a very interesting twist. That uh, and usually in these types of movies, it's pretty straightforward. You go in, the house is haunted. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, you throw a crucifix at them, and they go away, and you win. But this was interesting because there's a, there's a little bit of stuff going around that oh yeah you didn't see coming. And so though I wouldn't call it major plot twists or anything it was it was enough to keep me intrigued and i thought the movie was interesting enough and uh i liked it so i would say wow see overall i'd i'd say second run i mean if you're looking for a horror if you want to go out for a horror movie or if you want to see a horror movie uh you can't go wrong going out to the theater and seeing this movie um i think it's a good time uh if you know it's this is not the type of movie if you're looking to get scared it's not going to happen for you I mean, it does, I think, have one or two jump scares. But for the most part, it's more of a you know supernatural-type thriller uh, that keeps you guessing more. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, the family, uh, I think that they had mixed reviews, <laughs> whether they thought it was good or not. Uh, but I liked it. So I'd say second run, um, I think that's a good place for it. 
Okay. Uh, Joe, what, what movie do you have? I saw the final Maze Runner movie, The Death Cure. Oh, yes. And so it came out. When did it come out? Oh, in theaters, January 26th. Okay. Yeah, it is 114 right. minutes from 20th Century Fox, rated PG-13 for intense sequences of sci-fi violence and action, language, and some thematic elements. <laughs> in the epic finale to the Maze Runner saga, Thomas leads his group of escaped gladers on their final and most dangerous mission yet. To save their friends, they must break into the legendary Last City, a wicked controlled labyrinth that may turn out to be the deadliest maze of all. Anyone who makes it out alive will get answers to the questions the gladers have been asking since they first arrived in the maze. Uh, wow. It had a 43 on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 68. Hmm. Um, it is not true that you will find answers to all the questions you've been asking the whole time. It just <laughs> randomly asks more questions and poses some really crazy ideas. Like the 19-year-old girl. They threw in the maze in the first movie. Turns out to be the world's greatest scientist who all salvation depends on. Oh. I did not see that coming. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, it had Walton Goggins in it, so it's not Aye. a totally the film. I love Walton Goggins, so you I see, will watch he's anything in... with him in it. He was awesome. He's in the new uh, Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, I saw that too. It's like, oh my god, it's gonna be. I'm gonna go see Tomb Raider because of Walton Goggins. <laughs> Me so. too. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm totally in. I'm like, Walton Goggins is in Maze Runner. He's in this deformed half zombie state, and he's genius. I love him. <laughs> wow. Um, I know. I had no interest in seeing this movie, and nothing you said up to this point had me interested in seeing this movie until that last sentence you just said. Who? Who is this guy? <laughs> he's from uh, Justified. Boyd Crowder. Boyd Crowder from Justified. If you have not seen the television series justified it is is now done it's done it's over it has a conclusion so go back do yourself a favor start at season one i don't know how many seasons there are uh watch them like all six it is so worth good. watching oh it's yeah. great and it has a conclusion so you don't have to worry about watching it and where it just got canceled and you're just left with a bunch of questions it has it's a, actually a pretty good conclusion too yeah it didn't even end stupid yeah i mean i, I love they're not, that they're not all, all in purgatory <laughs> um. oh shit you've seen this <laughs> that's exactly what it is uh, yeah, I thought it was, oh man, love that show. I love that guy. And uh, yes, I'm with you, Joe. Anything he's in, uh, I I'm all in for. I'm going to take the time to watch. Um, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing with wicked. I mean, when you name your evil corporation wicked, I mean, you're being a little spot on. <laughs> you're being literal there. Huh? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, if you, if you enjoy, I mean, if you just have some popcorn to watch the movie and you've seen the other maze runners, yeah, give it a watch. It's, it's, you know, somewhat fun. Um, was more fun but they just keep popping up new questions that don't actually answer anything and then yeah they had a kind of a twist ending which wasn't super clever but eh, it, it was all right um it wasn't a complete waste of your time catch it on video at some point uh when you're sitting around your house stream it on netflix so and uh, enjoy because you know walton goggins is always fun of the three how do you how do you rate this one I assume one is the best, your, your highest rated of the three films. Well, I had the second one as the best because there was more action in it. Really? The I, first one only confused me. I couldn't figure out what was happening let me the tell entire you something. time. I, I saw the first two. In the first one, I know they're in a maze, and they play around, and at the end they get out of the maze, and they're in some, uh, some factory or some shit. I don't know. Uh, second one, I saw they're in the factory. I don't remember a, a single thing that happens in that film. So... Although I don't remember it, I'm assuming because I don't remember it, 
the first one's got to be better. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, I need well, to go back. Well, the second one, they escaped and got chased by zombies, which I thought was fun. See, I don't remember that. Maybe, maybe I didn't twist. see like, the oh whole God, movie. Zombies in this movie. All right. <laughs> I guess I gotta go back and, and watch number two. The first one, it, the first one. What really annoyed me about the first one is that they came up with brand new words for really common shit. <laughs> well, no, it's not a field. It's a glade. But I, th- I think I was frustrated with two because it seemed to have so little to do with one. Like really. Yeah. It, Here's and just I think another that, story that has nothing to do with the first one. Exactly. Like, and the third one has very little to do with either of them. I, and and what do you think would happen if you put a teenage girl in with 30 uh, prepubescent uh, yeah. young boys? She, I mean, and she, really and she's the world's greatest scientist. You just got her brutally gang raped. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, you know, you don't do that, right? I mean, you, you just created Lord of the Flies and then you put one girl uh, in it. This is the Wicked Corporation doing it? Of course they do that. What else? You expect yeah, the like Wicked Corporation to do this? <laughs> the Wicked Corporation <laughs> sells to name this company apples. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, the, the whole thing was just kind of weird, and it was it was it was making money off the back of the Hunger Games, and luckily yeah. all of that is over now. <laughs> all right, so you give it a rental then, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, let me go again, then we'll hit you, Paul. And then I'll round out the end. So my next movie is Den of Thieves. This is, came out in uh, January 19th. Uh, a gritty crime saga which follows the lives of an elite unit of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and the state's most successful bank robbery crew as the outlaws plan a seemingly impossible heist on the Federal Reserve Bank. It's rated R, 7.1 out of 10. Now this movie, while I was watching this movie, I had a lot of problems with it. Like there's a lot of stuff like, like you ever see a movie when they go, uh, I need this, this, and that. like they need like three impossible things or something has to happen where they need something like something impossible needs to occur. And they say, Hey, well, how's that going to happen? He goes, don't worry about it. I got this. And then it cuts like, wait a second. No, no, no. I am worried about it. I, th- this is a very big plot point that you're just, just glazing over not telling us how this is going to happen. Cause it seems pretty unlikely. Are you saying that some Eagles showed up and carried them away? <laughs> Hey, now, now you stop that right now. <laughs> I'm tired of you bad mouth in Lord of the Rings. Uh, but yeah, so this movie had a lot, like it seemingly the first three quarters of the way movie through the movie. I was like, oh man, this thing has a lot of issues where I just can't believe that this is going on. No, it turns out, uh, turns out as the movie's wrapping up, you find out, oh, wait a second. There's a twist. Like this one guy is like the mastermind and everything that's been going on kind of now makes sense like there it does make sense they just didn't reveal how it was happening uh like the, the one character like oh don't worry about it and it turns out there's another guy basically doing everything it, it, let me just say it makes sense at the end of the day everything makes sense i'm like oh well you know what this movie's much better i you know, the second time watching this movie i would enjoy it more because the first time the whole time i was thinking oh come on don't do this oh that's stupid now the one thing that they didn't clear they didn't uh fix which really bugged me was so this elite uh this elite uh sheriff's department you know crime division going after these bank robber robbers and they're chasing him on a busy uh street and they get caught in uh traffic so they're at standstill traffic on a highway so the robbers are probably 20 lengths 20 car lengths up on the cops and they're all on stop standstill traffic so the cops decide to get out of their vehicles and pursue 
the criminals with all these other cars and civilians around them and get into a gunfight. Now that there's no way they police would do this. Now, if the if the bad guys got out, the if the bank robbers got out and started initiating fire on them, yes, they would return fire possibly, and this would happen. But they would not get out of their cars in a freaking attack <laughs> the bank robbers in a busy inner, like a busy street with a tons of and they're just shooting automatic weapon weapons willy nilly at at each other. Like this is so unbelievable. I I, I couldn't believe that they this actually the had that. Fifties. Yeah, it was so dumb. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I cannot believe that's happening. Was it Bonnie and Clyde where the FBI took him down in the middle of the street and shot like four civilians? I don't recall. It was one of the mobsters. They did that. They actually just went out and opened fire in a busy street to take down one of those guys. Well, sometimes collateral well, damage. I Bonnie and Clyde were out in the middle of nowhere, though, when they were. But maybe, I'm, maybe you're right. I'm pretty maybe sure Bonnie and Clyde uh, drove off a cliff in a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> oh that, wait, that no. Was, that was your friend Thelma. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Eagles swooped down and saved them before they crashed, so it's all good. Everybody lived. <laughs> Alright, yeah, so Den of Thieves, um it had uh what's his face? Uh, hmm. Oh man. I'm not gonna remember what his name is. Now, a quick question, Tom. 300. Who's that Did guy? they withhold all that info during the movie just to support the twist at the end, or I think, or did they do so. it kind of like an Ocean's thing where they didn't show stuff and then at the end they kind of you know give you that quick? Oh yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to remember happened. exactly because I did think I do think scenes were yeah they replayed. So yeah, you saw from one. So essentially, the first three quarters of the movie was through one point of view. Like you saw, like the bank robbers through one point of view, and then once they did the reveal, they went back and showed a couple scenes from the other point of view, and then you're like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Oh, okay. So yeah, then, yeah. then it makes oh, okay, because I I love heist movies generally. And then, yeah, yeah, I, I love the cool. oceans movies where they like they do something, and you're like, well, how did that? Then they show it again, like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, and this this did that to a degree. Yeah, it redid stuff. Oh, okay, cool. And everything that you thought was like, oh, well, this, yeah, as you're watching the movie, you just have a lot, there's a lot of issues that happen. You're like, ah, oh, this is unbelievable. That, that wouldn't happen. Like, it doesn't, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense until you get to that point. Like, oh, but they don't present it in such a way, they don't present it in a way that they're going to resolve it later, which is what bothered me. Like, I didn't realize that there, this would make sense down the line. And I'm not sure how you would do such a thing in a movie. Like the Oceans movies and stuff like that, I guess you you go in expecting some type of, like you expect it. So you know that you're seeing things like through the eyes of, uh, like not true. You're showing it through a perspective. Uh, in this movie, I had no idea that the, the thing was, that other part was going to happen. So as I was watching it, I was like, oh, well, ah, this is dumb. Oh, this, I can't believe this. Then when it hit it, I'm like, oh, okay. So like I said, I think the second time around, and like even you, now if you were to watch it now, Joe, I think you would you would enjoy it more knowing that stuff that you're like, well, that's just stupid. It's oh, going to be explained. Yeah, it will be explained later. So enjoy it. And enjoy this for what it is, for it will make sense and it will be believable down the line. With the exception of that gunfight oh, cool. <laughs> in a busy street. Yeah, I would recommend this. I'd say this. Um, I'd, I'd, oh boy, this is a tough. This is a toss up between first run and second run. It's a good, for what it is, it's a very good movie. Uh, much better than I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be a good movie because it did have those twists that I didn't expect. I thought it would just be a straightforward, 
movie, but it was like a heist type movie. And it did have moments where like, well, how are they going to get out of this? And then they do like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to say first run actually, because I just talked myself into it. I was going to go second run, but I'm going to go first run because yeah, there were, it's a good movie. And, uh, with, without, uh, with the exception of <laughs> that, that scene where they decided to shoot up a busy street. I thought it was really good. And I can't, what was that guy's name? Cause that's going to bother me from 300. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Thank you. Oh, for the love of God. Gerard Butler. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Gerard Butler was uh, fantastic. So uh, I always like the stuff he does. All right. Well, that was uh den of thieves. Like I said, first run, go see it. You won't be disappointed. Uh, Paul, what do you have? All right, so I, I don't get I don't get around to as many new movies, but I did want to talk about um, the Netflix original movie, the Death Note, that I saw. It it it's been out since August of two thousand seventeen. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen it on Netflix. It's the, it has a monster or something. Yeah, I've had it, it on my list for like months. Yeah, and and, and I, I just wanted to talk about it. I, it. It was interesting, definitely an interesting movie. It, it, it is like the fourth or fifth death note movie uh because asian it's a very big asian uh franchise in in japan and so there's been previous attempts to make it into a movie it's definitely not if you like the anime the original cartoon i found it very disappointing now if you love uh william defoe in spider-man you'll love this performance because he seems like he does the same performance um (laughs) i like that i like that in this one <laughs> um, I love some Willem Dafoe. I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know his um, Green Goblin persona seems really—he—he uh, he really seemed to have reached into that. And and I, I found his part very interesting. But I feel like as a movie, it, it it missed the whole point of the anime series. It missed the philosophy and the deep questions behind what would happen if you could just kill someone at will by just writing their name down. Um, uh, now, and instead, if, it went with uh, let's make this into a uh, oh, a pseudo horror film. What if uh, you, I missed a lot of the? What if you don't I, ever seen the anime? Would you enjoy it? Because I don't, I didn't know this was an anime until you just mentioned. <laughs> I guess you might, you might, you might enjoy it for what for what it is. It's um, did you, did you say you did see it's Tom or no? No, I've not seen it, and I had no idea it was an anime to begin with. Oh, okay. Um, I just don't think, yeah, it's okay for what it is standalone. I, I, I would watch it as a, I'd, I'd probably rate it, you know, stream it, which is your only choice, but even if it was, yeah. um, whereas a good death note movie that actually tackled the philosophical issues, uh, I would say, you know, it'd be a first run or second run definitely for me, you know? So yeah. I, it, it's a disappointment in that it, it like the plot is very recognizable as the plot to the anime, as deep or as original as the original anime was. It's just not as deep, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, anyway, uh, so you say stream review. it. So you would say it's worth the watch then? It is worth the watch, yeah. All right. Well, maybe I will indeed do so. I can tell you one thing, boys. From the one thing I've learned, uh, our last, um, uh, was it the uh, Paradox Netflix review? Cloverleaf. Cloverfield, Cloverfield uh, Paradox. Man, that thing got like no no love. Like no one's downloaded that. I don't think anyone cares about our Netflix reviews. 
I don't. I don't I have to go back and check because we did another Netflix review too, right? We did. That's our. That was our second one. So I'll have to see how that was received. Maybe it was just the Cloverfield Paradox. Nobody cares about that movie, but uh, yeah, that one's like our lowest downloaded uh, review, which I was shocked that no one cares. I think about I trashed that. it, so that's good, right? <laughs> well, and I, I see like Death Note got an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of twenty five percent. Oh. Um. Forty-one percent for the tomato meter, which I guess is the critics. So not <laughs> not not being rated really high. Yeah. Um. So don't put don't have too high expectations. But again, I love Defoe in it. But I love me some Defoe. Makes All me right. want to watch Platoon again. All right. Let me go on to my commuter review. Flash review. The commuter. January twelfth. A businessman is caught up in a criminal conspiracy during a his daily commute home. It's a PG thirteen movie. Six. 0.5 out of 10 IMDb. Liam Neeson on a train. Can you beat it? I went into this movie with very low expectations. I thought this movie was going to be bad. He's taking a train ride. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an awful movie. And I was pleasantly surprised. It actually was... Wow! It was much better than I expected it to be. It, uh... Wow! Yeah! Th- I would rewatch this movie. I would definitely... <laughs> This is worth seeing again. I get this rating of, I'd still say it would probably be second run, but I thought it would be like a rent, or maybe see on TV. I thought that's the that's the quality I expected going into it. But it had some extra interesting plot points. How would you how would you rate the the Taken movies? Because I, I I have a feeling that it's sort of uh, the first one I loved. Um, okay. The, All right. So the second, I it got it got stupid. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know if I've seen Taken 3, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know if I've, I've even taken the time to watch that one. Taken 2, I thought, was enough. I thought, I th- I thought that like Liam Neeson was sliding into Steven Seagal territory with his movies. Yeah, he's getting very uh, stereotypical. Uh, getting stereotypical. And that's why I was wondering about the computer. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah, that's, what I, that's exactly what I thought. And it, it kind of is. Uh, not really, but in a way it is, but it's, it's smarter. It has a little bit more interesting like it's like a, almost like a a murder on the orient express type feel to it that you he's being his his strings are being pulled and he's got to figure out who it is you know he's got he's supposed to kill someone and somebody else is supposed to be there's there's a lot of stuff going on and you got to kind of figure out with him on the train who it is and what's going on and who's involved and how far it goes and da, da, da. so i thought it was i thought it was good i thought i kept my interest which is more than I thought it would. The whole movie, I was like, okay, but what's next? Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was actually a very good movie. Uh, so I would recommend this on a second run. De- this is definitely a second run. Uh, and, and I mean, literally, it would be a good second run movie. If you have a second run theater and this is playing, this would be a good night out to go see it. Um, so not just rating wise, I think it it would actually be a very good second run film to go see. So. Uh, yeah, The Commuter. Believe it or not, Liam Neeson on a train is actually a decent movie. You heard it here first. Does anyone else have any other Flash reviews they'd like to give? I do not. I watched some schlock. I, I re- uh, last night, I was going to bed and I couldn't go to sleep. And I saw that... Uh, who is it? Uh, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Goodfellas. It was on Netflix. Oh. Now. Yeah. And so before going to bed, I watched Goodfellas on Netflix last night. I was so happy. Now, did you make it through the whole movie? I did. I can't fall asleep during Goodfellas. I can fall asleep. It kept me awake. I was awake for like two hours after that. So I got so excited. <laughs> that was wow. The worst part. But I love that movie. I, I can watch it again today. 
Wow. I can fall asleep to anything. It doesn't matter. Well, I am currently, this is off topic, uh, but I am currently watching, I'm rewatching Breaking, or not rewatching, I'm watching for the first time Breaking Bad. Super good. I cannot uh, believe it's taken you this long. Well, yeah, I just, I had to watch all of the Marvel uh, Netflix uh, series, and that's a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of TV. That is a lot to see everything. I saw it all. The question, did you get all the way through the Iron Fist? I did. And you know what? I like wow. the I like the Iron Fist. Impressive. Now I the character really? the main you character mean the immortal Iron Fist. Yes, the main character he's annoying me. Yes, I agree. I'm the immortal. Did you Iron did Fist. you watch Punisher too? Yep, I watched them all. Oh, okay. See, I couldn't get through Punisher. I got bored with it. Really? Really? Punisher was the first I one I watched. Punisher. Oh yeah, Punisher was my gateway. Ugh. Oh, I loved Punisher. Yeah, I loved them all. There was not a series. It, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Jessica Jones is coming out season two and here that actress Jessica Jones she's in Breaking Bad yes she is yeah really? I didn't I didn't realize that until I was watching it and uh, my wife's like hey that's the lady from Jessica Jones I'm like really and I uh, I am D beater or what yeah and uh, yeah that is in fact her she's a neighbor Kristen Ritter yeah so uh, you know I get a little bit of Jessica Jones in my Breaking Bad episode, so that's good. Oh, she she's great in Breaking Bad because when I watch Jessica Jones, I'm like, oh my god, it's Christian Ritter from Breaking Bad. Well, so I'm doing the opposite. I'm saying it's uh, the lady from Jessica Jones, <laughs> and that's coming out next month. So uh, season two of that's coming out. Uh, looking forward to that uh, immensely. So uh, now, now I decided I was going to start watching Supernatural because I. I have not oh, watched that. I don't know what that is. I have that on my list of things to do. So I have season one, and I'm going to start watching it every day at the gym just because I, I, you know, I like to watch some sort of series. Of, I said, well, that'll take me for like forever. I could literally probably never get to the end of, of uh, I'll die before I get to all, through all of the 11 seasons of super, Supernatural. But uh, Oh, that, that, gets, that reminds me. I watched, uh, a buddy of mine told me that I have to check out uh, The Magicians. Oh man! Oh yes, I, I, have you read the books? No, but I, I watched the series. So good. Have you watched the, the TV show, Paul? You're through it already? There's only two. Two up. There's only two seasons. Season three is currently being released right now. So I think they're halfway through season three. So I'm gonna wait a couple more weeks. Then power watch. You know, power watch season three. Um, did you watch the TV shows, Paul? Yeah, I read the books and watched the TV shows. Oh, man. That is so uh, good. I absolutely love The Magicians. I'm actually considering to read the... So are the books children's books or are they adult books? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean... Definitely well, what? The subject matter, yeah. is It's not different from the book. You know, the same things happen, which I don't think would be young adult, right? Um, well, it's weird. Watching a TV show on Netflix, uh, they curse like crazy. They're dropping. Yeah, like season one, it has this thing where, and a lot of shows do do this. Season one follows the book really religiously, and then season two goes right off the rails. Ah, I see. And 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 I find a lot of that of that happened in this case. Yeah. Well, maybe for like like Game of Thrones, where they forked and and they made it a really hard fork and went their own way. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Joe, do yourself a favor. I think there's only. There's only like 26 episodes total. I mean, there's I think there's only 13 shows per season. Oh, it's only 27 hours of television. <laughs> jump right into that. That's nothing. Uh, do yourself a favor. <laughs> hey, also, hey, you know what though? Uh, this is they were they originally aired on Sci-Fi, so uh, on Netflix they're more like 38, 39 minutes. 
or 40 minutes. Oh, nice. So, so did, they are pretty short. Yeah, then. I do notice though that Breaking Bad, they must have been they must have had less commercials or they they let their episodes uh, go past cuz they're always pushing like 49, 48 minutes. They're a good uh 5 to 10 minutes longer than each uh, episode of The Magicians and they're both hour episodes. So I don't know, maybe because the different networks, they have different, you know, advertising schemes. Uh, but I, yeah, definitely every, every Breaking Bad episode is five to 10 minutes longer than any Magicians episode. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure Breaking Bad was able to sell more per viewer, uh, as far as bad revenue goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I it's a much yeah. better demographic. <laughs> all I can tell you is if you haven't seen Magicians do so, so good. So good. And I look forward to seeing season three, but I do not want to have to wait. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold off and try to just watch them all at once. So I think that's all we have for this episode. We kind of went off onto television there at the end, but that's uh, still good. So until next time, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Paul. That's a wrap. <laughs>